Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. I want to start with some thoughts on the association yet again. I want to talk association again today. And not just talk about it, but lead with it. Because I've got to give it up to the association. It's having one hell of an entertaining week. Even though it's January, even though we're in the heart of the NFL playoffs, hell, it's championship weekend. Most years, the NBA has a really tough time breaking through in January, but not this year, not this week. So let me just get the obvious out of the way. Let me start right here and say this for you. If you're getting ready for work right now, you're probably not Adrian Griffin. If you're getting ready for work right now, then you're probably not Adrian Doug Griffin. Getting ready for work right now, then you're probably not Adrian Doug Griffin. Ready for work right now, you're then you're getting ready for work right now. Adrian Griffin. Adrian Griffin. Adrian Griffin. Not looking to pile on, but if you're getting ready for work right now, you're probably not Adrian Griffin. Safe to say. That's safe to say because that dude is definitely out. You know how I know he's not getting ready for work right now? It's because he is definitely out as head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Even though he's only 43 games into his head coaching career. Even though he was 30 and 13 in those 43 games. None of that matters now because he is gone. What was hard to say earlier this morning is exactly who actually was getting ready for work as the head coach of the Bucks. That was tough. It kind of depended on who and what you believed. But as you all probably heard by now, the answer is Doc Rivers. And we know for sure it's Doc Rivers because Woj said so about a half hour ago. Not because of whatever went down between TNT and CNN last night which just confused the hell out of everybody. It all started when they claimed to have had the big scoop on the NBA on TNT show. Okay, are we ready for breaking news? Um, We have news in from CNN. They are reporting. From CNN Sports. From CNN Sports that Doc Rivers has accepted the Milwaukee Bucks head coaching position. I love, love Jamal Crawford immediately jumping in before they can even get it out with from CNN from CNN sports from CNN sports CNN sports <laughs> I mean that was my exact reaction from CNN from CNN sports CNN, from CNN sports, sports. Yeah. like that's a thing that's a thing from CNN sports from CNN like, sports Jay crossover just got crossed up but so did we all from CNN. CNN Sports scooped Woj? From CNN. Seriously? From CNN. Like, 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 like CNN Sports is a thing? From CNN Sports. From CNN Sports. So I'm following that last night trying to figure out exactly what the hell is going on. I was like, Jay Crossover, what the hell is going on? From CNN I mean, does Sports. Doc from work CNN for Sports. CNN Sports? I thought that Doc worked for ESPN. Or, or did Nick Charles... Dan Patrick, Nick Cellini, and Van Earl Wright all put the band back together to break that story. What is CNN Sports? And how the hell could they possibly know something that my guy Woj didn't know? 
And here's the other thing about CNN Sports. It wasn't just weird that they exist, and nobody knows they exist, and that they would have that scoop. It was also weird that there was no evidence at the time of CNN reporting this anywhere else. Like, not on their channel, not on their website, not on their social media. And it was also pretty strange that even after TNT said it was a done deal, their own reporter, Chris Haynes, reported that it was not a done deal. This tweet dropped almost an hour after that announcement on Inside the NBA. At Crispy Haynes, quote, Milwaukee Bucks and Doc Rivers continue to work towards a deal that will make him the franchise's next head coach, but there is no agreement in place as of now, league sources tell, at NBA on TNT, at Bleacher Report. So again, the dude that works Returner Sports says that there is no deal. But on the TNT show, the big show, they said there was a deal. And they cited CNN Sports. Weird. Awkward. Awkward. Whole thing was just crazy. I mean, I guess at that point it was one of those things where the fans just kind of decide for themselves, right? It's like you choose your own adventure news. Turn to page 23 for Doc Rivers. For anybody else, turn to page 44. If you just found out that CNN Sports is a thing, turn to page 72. Eventually, a story did appear on the CNN website. And an ex-post did go up to go along with it. It just had no author. No reporter ever stepped up to take credit for the reporting or the scoop. They just wanted us to believe that CNN Sports, even though none of us knew that CNN Sports existed until last night, had that story. CNN Sports was like, trust me, bro. Trust me, bro. From CNN (laughs) And by the way, the funny thing is, they weren't wrong. Whoever the hell they are. They weren't wrong, whoever the hell they are, and whatever the hell they are. But thankfully, Woj cleared up all the confusion this morning at Woj ESPN. Posted, quote, breaking. Doc Rivers is finalizing an agreement to become the next coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Sources tell ESPN, the Bucks are getting the coach they targeted over the past 24 hours. Well, thanks for that, Woj. We needed that because... The goofiness and silliness had gone on way too long. Considering the writing was clearly on the wall, the writing could have been, couldn't have been more all over the wall. It was spray painted on the wall that Doc was going to be the next head coach of the Bucks. And I got to say, frankly, that doesn't fire me up. In fact, frankly, I actually hate it. Good, Rome, give us your take. Enough about CNN sports. All right, fine. Don't get this twisted. I'm not mad at the Bucks for making a move here. In fact, I respect the hell out of it. I respect it because they're in it to win it. They're serious about winning it all right now. I respect the fact that they're in this championship window. And they're doing everything they can to rip another strap. Didn't I say earlier this week that not every single owner or every single team is in it to win it? They're not. Every single owner is in it to make money, but not every single owner is in it to win it because it's expensive. Some are. Clearly, the Bucs are. Other teams, not so much so. No names mentioned. The Dallas Cowboys. Yes, the Bucs are second in the East right now, but they clearly did not think that they had enough to win it all or they didn't have the right guy 
in the right place to lead them to another strap. And easy to see why, right? They don't like the way they're defending. They didn't bring Dame in to lose in the second round once again. So they made a decisive, bold move in the interest of winning. And not just regular season games, not some stupid in-season, ears invitational, but the actual Larry O. It could not be any more clear that the Bucks are in it to win it and do so right now. And I'm about it. I couldn't respect it any more than I do. I love it. I love it. But Doc Rivers? All right, here's the disconnect, right? They need somebody to get them over the hump. And they're hiring Doc Rivers. I mean, Doc Rivers? That's who you're turning to, Milwaukee? You're showing that you're now the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA by essentially hiring a basketball big Mike McCarthy. You know, a dude still coasting on that one championship from well over a decade ago. You know, a guy who's also famous for collapsing in the postseason. Again, I don't want to see guys get fired. I'm not here to dance on anybody's grave. But I've got no problem with you firing Adrian Griffin. You made a mistake. You admitted it. You're moving on. You're tying it off. And you want to make sure you still win it all this year. I get that. But you're going to fire that guy to get to Doc Rivers? That's even more unbelievable than the existence of CNN Sports. Like, you ran Coach Bud, the guy who brought you your first Larry O in 50 years, to get to Griffin, who you fired after 43 games, to wind up with Doc Rivers, a.k.a. the dude that the Sixers could not wait to move on from and couldn't be happier to get rid of. Again, I'm not looking to pile on, but this makes no sense for a team that's trying to win it all, trying to win in the playoffs considering no head coach is better at losing in the playoffs ever, literally, than Doc Rivers. Do I have to run down these numbers again? The man has lost 10 game sevens. Do you know how hard that is to do? He's lost 10 game sevens in his career. He has blown seven, not six, not seven, not eight, not nine, Ten game sevens. So, quick question. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky so amazing? Let's start with the fact that it is a family-run business. A family business which stands by quality and produces the world's best beef jerky. Now, I've made this point many, many times, and I want to make it again right now. Beef jerky is not just beef jerky. I think some of you go to the store and you reach for the beef jerky and you think it's all the same. In fact, you might not even know what you're buying. That's a big mistake. Stop making that mistake. All beef jerky is not the same. In fact, there's nothing like Old Trapper. It is simply the best. Four mouth-watering flavors, so you can get your choice of whatever you want. Myself, I like them all the same. I bounce back and forth between each and every one of them. So you can do the same thing. They come in four-ounce bags. If you need to learn, do it that way. If you already know what you want, go with the 18-ouncer. That way there's enough for everybody. The entire unit, the entire family, the entire team. If you do not see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? He's blown seven 3-2 series leads in his career. He's blown three 
3-1 series leads. He has lost an NBA record 32 series closeout games. Never forget, Phil Jackson told us that this dude knows how to lose in the fourth quarter. Let's listen to Phil Jackson on the last huddle. This team has lost more games in the fourth quarter than anybody in the NBA. They know how to lose in the fourth quarter, all right? They're just showing us that right now. Phillip, what an amazing thing that is to say to a team in a huddle. This team knows how to lose, the ones replying. This team knows how to lose in the fourth quarter, and they're showing us right now. That really was one of Phillip's finer moments. You know, essentially what we're saying here is Doc is the kind of coach that is good enough to get you into the postseason, get you a 3-1 series lead or a 3-2 series lead, but he's not good enough to actually win those series. So it's a really strange hire for a team that is trying to show that they're incredibly serious about winning in those very scenarios, right? What I'm saying is it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's happening, you guys. It's happening. It's happening. They're hiring Doc. It doesn't make any sense. You guys. It doesn't make any sense. That is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. There'll never be another oil shortage in Milwaukee. It doesn't make any sense. Listen, here's the real kicker. Or should I say the kick in the stick for Adrian Griffin. Doc was brought in to consult and advise Griffin during the season. Remember, Terry Stotts just mysteriously up and quit in the preseason. That wasn't a good sign, by the way. Your most senior guy, your most veteran guy, the guy who's there because he coached Dame and could work with a first-year head coach. And this guy just up and leaves? Not a good sign. So they bring in Doc to advise Griffin. They brought the Bucks, according to reports, reached out to Doc so he could offer some veteran guidance to their first-year head coach, which begs the question, exactly what kind of advice did, did he give him? Did he tell him, hey, you know what, you know what, A.G., take one of the better defensive teams in the league, turn it into one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Did he advise Griffin, make sure you do not utilize Dame properly? And whatever you do, definitely do not figure out how he and Giannis can play together. Do those things, get yourself fired, and then all get your job. That's my advice to you, AG. I, I mean, again, I don't want to say sketchy, but weird, awkward. The guy they brought in to advise the guy is getting the guy's job? DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app pick six pick six is the newest way for you to get in on the fantasy football action with DraftKings. just pick between two and six pro football players and choose if they're going to have more or less of a stat for example will a player have more or less than 100 rushing yards or will a player have more than one touchdown track your lineup and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app right now and sign up with the code ROME, code ROME, R-O-M-E, only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. 
Eligibility restrictions apply. Must be present in a state where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 is not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Of course, I am talking about Dan Hurley. Dan, appreciate you coming back on so much. How you doing, Dan? How are things? Jim, great, man. It sounds like we're doing pretty good. Sounds like you're doing great, actually. In fact, I'll say it even if you won't. In fact, what would you say? Like, you and I, we haven't spoke since you won that natty. So bring me up to date. How do you feel about this group, and how do you feel about the way they're playing at this stage of the season? Yeah, I really like the group. You know, I re- really like the group. And, uh, you know, you, I, don't, I don't know that you necessarily – you know, I loved last year's group by, by the end of it because, uh, you know, when you experience what we experienced together in March and April, you know, the – the really like turns to love, but um, yeah, I mean, listen to the last season and a half. Uh, you know, last year we win the, you know, we win the Natty, and, and and this year, you know, midway through the season, you know, dealing with some adversity, you know, losing one of the most impactful players in the country in, in Donovan, you know, Kling Kong Kling, and um, you know, we're number one in the country. So you know, for the last you know, year and a half in college basketball, we, we've we've done it better than everyone else. Um, you know, but we still, uh, you know, we we got a half a season to play here, and at the end of this year, we want to be able to you know, look at ourselves and say, you know, we've been the best program in the country the last two years. Yeah. By the way, you have done it better than everybody else for the last year and a half. Listen, I know you're locked, and I know you're looking forward and not back, but I want to ask you, I want to ask you one thing because I've asked this almost of everybody who's ever won that natty. And again, it's not about you, it's about the players, it's about the staff. But when you spend your entire life working and you're singularly focused on that one goal and you get it, how long does it take to sink in and did it feel the way you thought it would? Yeah, you know, it, it did. It just didn't last. Um, you know, the, the feeling was, was incredible, uh, especially for me where, you know, my, my playing career, especially at the college level, um, you know, it was unfulfilling and, 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 um, so now I've, I've found myself as a coach, like I'm like over pouring, like I've over poured into the coaching thing because I know as a player, I, I kind of let myself down in terms of what I accomplished. So, um, yeah, man, it, uh, it didn't last as long as I, I thought it would. Um, but then on the flip side, like when you do have a, a, a bad loss or you take a loss, like we've taken two this year, um, you know, when you do walk past the championship banner, um, yeah, I think you recover faster knowing that uh, you've got some championship DNA in you. Hey Dan, I think it's really interesting what you just said, that as a player, I felt like I let myself down. Like, I'm looking at you, and we all change, we all grow, we all evolve. But, my guy, you are relentless. You are relentless. Did you let yourself down as a player, or maybe were the situations just not right? Like, why do you feel like you let yourself down? Yeah, just the, um, I know my commitment level now. I, I know, um, you know, what I do on a daily basis to, uh, to, to be absolutely sure that I'm operating at my absolute best level, uh, my sharpest uh, in terms of the way I think, my energy level, um, you know, my ability to, to adjust on the fly the things that we're doing. Um, I just make a total commitment to be an absolute, you know, best leader and best coach that I can be. And every single day I'm trying to get better in both ways and that's not the approach I took in college uh I hung out too much um 
you know, and I, I kind of let that, that part of, of, uh, you know, that important part of my life, uh, not be as good as it could have been as successful as it could have been. And that shit, you know, it, it haunts me a little bit. Dan Hurley joining us. I, I cannot even tell you how real that is and how much I appreciate that response, right? I mean, first of all, when we're in college, we all do things that we regret. We, you know, we're dumb. We're young. But that point that you just made, Dan, about how n- now it's different. Now I'm so locked. Now I'm doing everything I can to make sure that I have the right energy, the right ability to think, the right ability to process and make decisions on the fly. I'm so fascinated by that because that's what I want. I think about the same things. What are the types of things that you do to ensure that you're energy level and your ability to think and process are at elite levels on a daily basis. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, Romy, I go to, I, I go to bed at night. Um, you know, I do get the, you know, the, the sugar calls me, you know, that's probably my one vice man is like yes, the ice cream dude. and cookies and shit. Right. Uh, I know. <laughs> it calls me too, man. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Dan. Right. That's my old man, my old man, I, I, my dad, man, he was like the cookie monster back in the day, you know, like I, I it's definitely a, a trait passed down, but you know, I go to sleep. I, you know, I'm, uh, I go to sleep early. I get a good night's sleep. I'm up, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, my, my habits, I'm habitual with my, my prayer and my meditation and my journaling, my exercise, my diet, um, you know, what I'm reading. Um, and then just my studying of, uh, you know, my studying of the game of basketball, the studying of, of great leaders, um, so that, uh, I can maximize the, you know, this time in my life and, uh, and be at my best. Yes, that's it, man. You nailed it. That's exactly what it is. You're all in. You know the opportunity in front of you. You appreciate the opportunity, and you're not going to leave any stone unturned. You're not going to have any regrets. You get it. Listen, you said something, Dan Hurley, my guest. You said something I thought was great. Like, when you're number one at this time of year, a lot of coaches are quick to say, it doesn't matter if you're ranked number one right now. It's where you're ranked at the end of the year. That's not what you said. You said, quote, I want my team, our mentality should be, quote, it's like carrying around a belt. Somebody should have to pry it out of our lifeless body and our dead hands, end of quote. Man, I absolutely love that. Why is it so important that your guys defend a midseason top ranking with that kind of ferocity? I think you're, um, you're going into the ring, man. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're Mike Tyson, you're Larry Holmes, you're John Bones Jones, and, and you're, you're preparing yourself um, you know, for what it's going to feel like in March. Like, you don't think there's, there's pressure to play in March where, you know, like, you know, what one bad night and it's over. Like, you need to, you know, practice and, and prepare in an intensity where, where we're trying to, like, defend something right now, like a belt, and, like, somebody's going to have to kill us to take it. Um, you know, and I think that's, that's the mentality that happens in, in March. And uh, I think if you start embracing that pressure right now, you'll be able to handle the March pressure a lot better. Mm, Dan Hurley is joining us. Let me ask you, like, there, there's one more thing, another quote. You said that you want the program to, quote, function almost like a cult. I don't want people to misrepresent that or to get that twisted. That's interesting. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, it's not political or... <laughs> or weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's like, uh, you know, listen, in, in, um, you look at the best teams in college basketball this year. They're, they're all programs that um, have returned a lot of core players, right? And they have a culture. You look at Purdue, you know, there's a culture there. You, you, look, at, you look at UConn, there's a culture there. At Carolina, they return several players. There's a culture there with Hubert. You know, in, the, in this era of NIL and Portal and, 
in, in mercenary mercenary uh, you know uh, you know team architecture. Um, you know culture is still king, and um, I think it's even more important in, in today's sports wor- world in college that you are brainwashing your 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 players, your student athletes, your team into not being selfish and to not being me, um, you know, because it's everything is, is against having a strong culture uh, with player empowerment and everything that's going on. Uh, and I want all of our behaviors, habits, mindset, I want us all to be finishing each other's uh, sentences and thinking the exact same things. Um, you know, that, that, that with talent makes a team that's almost impossible to beat. Dan Hurley joining us. So one last thought. You got to share that natty with your son, Andrew, who's in his senior season. Since basketball is the family business with both your father's legendary coaching career, your brother Bobby, who's a coach at Arizona State, had a great playing career. You played your coach. What's it like to have Andrew carry on that hoops heritage with you? It's been amazing, uh, you know, Jim. The, 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 um, I mean, he, he's gotten me through uh, – you know, just like so many, so many things along the way. I mean, I, I uh, um, you know, during, uh, I would say we, we had a situation last year at, at, at the Xavier game on the road where it was our first loss of the year. And, and, uh, you know, he came up to me in game and tried to settle me down when I was losing my, you know, what on the officials and in the environment, I was kind of combusting and, um, you know, I, I kind of shoot him away uh, in a moment where he was trying to help me, they calm and lead better, and uh, yeah, that that was a real moment for me and him in in our in our relationship, uh, in the way we view each other, uh, and and in my appreciation for what it's meant to have my son on the team. And uh, getting a little choked up, uh, you know, because he uh, he's really uh, you know helped me be a better coach. Uh, he's he's helped me just being on the team. I've been able to spend that time with him that uh, that you don't get to spend and. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's a great leader for our team and, and he's somebody, uh, if you've noticed a change in my approach and poise and, and better coaching in the last year and a half, um, you know, a lot of it's come from him telling me to calm the F down when, uh, and now I'm not shooing him away. Now I'm like, uh, you know, we're talking a lot in the game, so it's neat, man. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. I love that. Dan Hurley, he got that natty last year. They're still top of the latest rankings, 17-2 and overall, 7-1 and in Big East play. And joining us once again, Dan, like I said, I'm always fired up for our conversation. It always leaves me fired up. Great to talk to you. Thanks for making time for us once again, and I really appreciate you, Dan. No doubt, and it's, a, it's an honor to come on here, man. I've been a fan my whole life for you, Romy, and, uh, and uh, hopefully we're talking in, in March and April. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Let's go to Ed in Washington. Ed, what's going on, Ed? How are you? I'm great, Jim. How are you doing? Good. Super. Great. Hey, man. Hey, as a fellow clone from 360, I would just like to take this opportunity to issue a group apology to you and the XR4TI from all of us who are not Wells. Jim, I'd like to take a minute, if I could, and address the topic of jungle phenomenon. No, not the topic you're thinking of. 
I'm talking about that other Portland phenomenon. James in Portland. Urgh. Check that, Jimmy. James, a.k.a. the jungle pervert. Now, that's not just me saying that. That's how the joint restraining order between Portland woman and little Alvy reads. Apparently, when James isn't slumming the streets, offering to shave Portland woman's back, he's been hiding outside little Alvy's bedroom window in his favorite trench coat with a camcorder, just waiting for something he can use in his next call. It was going pretty well for him until that fateful day when James broke down and sprung for the boom mic, which he used to introduce the jungle to that disgusting sound drop he hit us with at last year's smack-off. Thanks for nothing, James. Jim, is it asking too much that after every one of James's calls, I find it necessary to obtain immediate medical attention for obtaining another case of the ear herps? Jim, I'm half tempted to track down James in Portland and do to him what Cal in Vegas failed to do to Connor McGregor. R.I.P. Cal. James, I'm going to channel my inner Cal, tear off one of your eyebrows, glue it to your upper lip, thus giving you the creepy porn stash you deserve and completing the transition from James in Portland to James the Jungle Pervert. War James finally patching up his inflatable girlfriend and never calling the show again. I'll talk to you soon, Jimmy. Out. You know what, dude? Nicely done. Nicely done. You're like on the watch watch list. You didn't get on the watch list, but you're somebody that I'm watching as somebody who could get on the watch list. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Did you know one in four car batteries is weak and needs to be replaced? O'Reilly Auto Parts will test your battery for free. If your battery needs to be replaced, our professional parts people can help you find the right super start battery for your vehicle and budget. Don't wait. Get your battery tested for free today at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We are joined once again by Rick Carlisle. Rick, let me say this. To me, it's like some sort of mandate at this point that I need to run you down a few times a year. It had been four months. I figured I need to check in with you once again. What's going on, Rick? How are you? I'm well, and I appreciate it. I need the fix as well, Jim. Good. I appreciate you saying that, Coach. Thanks so much. So the building was rocking last night for the highly anticipated visit of the reigning champs. You played the Nuggets tough despite not having your all-star guard, Tyrese Halliburton. He was out with that hamstring injury. What did you take away from last night? And then overall, Rick, how do you feel about your team as we get closer to the all-star break? Well, we uh, just completed a trade for Pascal Siakam a few games ago, as you're aware, and we really love him. He's going to really help our team a great deal with his versatility at both ends of the floor, scoring, et cetera, et cetera. Um, last night, uh, we had a great first half and a very poor third quarter, which set up a dogfight in the fourth quarter. Uh, of course, I wasn't around in the fourth quarter because I got, I got run out of the game in the third quarter because of, of a disagreement about a no call. But uh, Lloyd Pierce did a great job taking over. You know, we were right there. I actually came back, got the lead briefly with – couple a couple three minutes to go in the game and uh you know Jokic did what he does he found a way to get the ball in the basket um he and Murray are 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 really difficult to deal with and uh it's a close loss but the fighting spirit is there with our group uh without Tyrese it's uh it's more challenging obviously this is a, a really difficult stretch of games uh we're in right now you know we got Philadelphia 
tomorrow with uh, with Joel Embiid coming off 70 points, and then we've got uh, Phoenix the following night on a home back to back, and you know that's that's Durant, Beal, and 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 Booker, et cetera, and um, so we got our hands full, but uh, they're challenges we love. Hey, Rick, that answer was so good. I think that you just answered the 10 questions I was going to ask you, but I'm going to stay in the fight, too. That was a, that was a really, really comprehensive response. I appreciate that. What about Siakam? Like, obviously, you're, you're thrilled about that. Your basketball of ops, Kevin Pritchard, I thought took a big, big swing. I love that deal so much. How thrilled were you personally to get him? And then what kind of a message does that send the locker room and the fan base? Well, it sends great messages to everybody. Um Number one, that uh, ownership led by Herb Simon is is in this to win and try to win uh, this year. <clears throat> you know, not to mention the future. Um, you know, Siakam is a guy that he has such versatile skill. You know, he's a six nine guy that could play some point guard that can guard his position. Um, you know, two games ago we actually started him on Devin Booker, who plays the two or the one, depending on how you look at their team. Um, so he can guard smaller guys with his length. Um, you know, offensively, he can score around the basket. He's a great driver of the ball. And I think his shooting is, is a bit underrated. So, you know, there's just <clears throat> there's a lot to like about him. And he's, he's one of those guys, Jim, that, you know, you make a trade for him. You, you wouldn't even need to change anything. You could just say, hey, Pascal, just go play your game. And within the flow of however your team played, he would find a way to, you know, get 18 points and get eight or 10 rebounds. You know, he just one of those guys that just has a knack and, and, and finds his way, um, you know, in, in a situation with a team. And so that's, that's really how it's gone for three games. We had our first practice today where it was a non-game day, um, non-game day prep practice, and we were able to – you know, nailed down a few more things with him, but uh, he's going to help us a lot. I mean, that that's super high praise, especially coming from you, Rick. Rick Carlisle, my guest. One more thought about Pascal. What about his intangibles? For example, he's got a championship resume. He played a key role in Toronto winning it all in 2019. So how important is his leadership when you have a young, talented team that is still learning to close out and finish games? Can he help in that regard? Absolutely. And, and the other thing that I really like, um, love about him is that, you know, here's a guy who was a late first round pick, uh, I think in 16, um, came to Toronto, was a part-time roster player, spent a lot of time with the 905, which is their G league team. And they may have even been in the D league at that time. Um, he played a lot of G league games. Um, and the 905 won one or two championships with him as one of their main guys. He earned his way, up into the rotation. And then when they won in 2019, you know, he was one of the main support players for um, Kawhi Leonard and, um, and Kyle Lowry. So, you know, he's, he's earned it every step of the way. And, you know, with a young developing team, like we have, he's a great example for guys like, you know, Ben Matherin, um, you know, Jairus Walker, <clears throat> Ben Shepard. Uh, it just, it just, it just demonstrates to them that, you know, developing as an NBA player, developing into, you know, an all-star player, a star player is something that can take time and you cannot skip steps. Rick Carlisle joining us. You know, it's such a great description about the guy. Hey, Rick, going back to Tyrese for a minute, such a tough break. 
because he was playing so well. He led the league in assists. He was pouring in 24 a night. How have you gone about trying to replace that production, and how close are you to getting him back? Well, replacing him is virtually impossible, as, right. you, as you know. I mean, a, a player of that caliber, um, he, he just makes a difference in so many ways. Um, but in his absence, you know, Andrew Nemhard and TJ McConnell obviously stepped forward into higher roles, no question about it. You know, three games ago, I guess it was four games ago now, we're playing in Sacramento, and Nemhard was unavailable along with Tyrese. And so we started McConnell, and then we ended up playing – Ben Shepard uh, from Belmont, you know, rookie from Belmont, and Buddy Heald kind of as our backup points. Uh, and Jairus Walker played some uh, handling the ball as well because he has a background where he uh, he played some point guard as, as, in his career as he came up through. So you just got to find ways. Um, you miss a player of that caliber, you, you're going to have to be resourceful. You're going to have to figure some things out. You know, Rick, you guys have so much good, good young talent. I mean, you're nice. That's a really nice team. I want to ask you this. I think it's kind of a lazy narrative, but it's out there. So let me ask the question. It would be easy to point to the two teams that went to the finals of the in-season tournament, the Pacers, the Lakers, and say that they've struggled since. Therefore, because they went so hard to try to win that thing, there was a certain price to be paid for doing so. In your, in you know, in your mind, is there anything at all to that? And what are your thoughts about the first year of the IST? Well, we thought it was great, and we were a team that that rode uh, historic offense to four consecutive wins in pool play. Um, we earned a home game against Boston. We we had an amazing Monday night game on on tournament week for the IST and, you know, our crowd really lifted us to a late win against Boston, which got us to Vegas. And then we, you know, we played Milwaukee and we were able to win that one. We got to the final game. So I'm a big fan of the in-season tournament. Now, um, is it an emotional thing? Does it, does it take a little bit out of you going through that kind of a run? I don't, I don't see any scenario where, where you know you you would say that it that it doesn't now, I think going into next year, <clears throat> there's a, there's been enough talk and enough observation about how this year's tournament went that I think I think the league will will make some minor adjustments. Um, teams will will have a better idea going into it of of the kinds of challenges that they will be getting into. So, you know, for instance, by earning our quarterfinal berth with, with Boston, we, we earned two games with much higher level teams, <laughs> you know, so we were going to be playing, you know, either Boston and New York or a Boston and Milwaukee, depending on who won the, uh, the, the Milwaukee, New York game. Had we not qualified for the quarters, we may, we may have drawn some teams with much lesser records. And so is that a is that an unintended consequence or is it you know is it an opportunity and for us being a young team we have to view it as an opportunity i i would i would want that next year too you know if we were fortunate to uh to qualify for the quarters et cetera um but it it, it added this tournament added an element of uh, an element of importance to those november games and i thought it was i thought it was brilliant mm. Rick Carlisle joining us. Rick, before you go, you mentioned Milwaukee a couple of times. You also serve as the president of the NBA Coaches Association, which consists of NBA coaches, assistants, alumni. 
while we don't know all the details of Adrian Griffin's departure from the Bucks, from a general perspective, do you view it at all concerning that a first-year head coach was dismissed after only 43 games while having the second-best record in the conference? What's your reaction? Yeah, I, I think everyone in the pro- profession, at least on some level, is disappointed to see that happen. Um, I talked to Adrian yesterday uh, briefly before before our game against Denver, and we had a good conversation. He was in he was in good spirits, and he's a guy that is an upbeat guy that uh, learned an awful lot in a very short period of time. And and going forward, you know, this experience will be something that benefits him. Uh, you never want to see coaches get let go. I mean, one of the things that I'm most proud of in recent years, we had a, we had a year not long ago where we had no coaches changed during the summer. There were zero coaching changes, and that's what you want to see. Um, but in this business, it's dynamic. Things change quickly. Um, changes are made. Ownership always has the, the option and the right to do that. And so when, when these kinds of things happen, you know, guys like, uh, guys like Adrian Griffin, um, you know, there'll be a lot of people reaching out, looking to, looking to help him move forward to his next opportunity. And, and I believe that he is, he's going to be a future head coach again. He is somebody who won a world championship as a coach, as a player, has done everything there is to do in this sport. He is a good friend of the program. He is Rick Carlisle. Rick. Appreciate you so much. I mean, I really appreciate the time you spend with us and on this show a few times a year. Thanks so much for making time again, Rick. Great to get caught up. Great to be back in the jungle, Jim. Be well. Take care. Good night now!